The winemakers are up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Destination Eat Drink. I'm Brent Peterson. Each week on the podcast, we visit a different foodie city and explore the cuisine that makes that place special, whether it be custard tarts in Lisbon, mango beer in Mumbai, or lizard curry in Guatemala. Download Destination Eat Drink today on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Glug, glug, glug. <laughs> the sound of... Welcome to the Winemakers. This is Brian Casey with Sam Katuri and Bart Hansen. We've got a great show for you today. Sitting outside at uh, Winery 16600, we have Nicole Garzino and Prema Bean, who, Prema, we know you from Three Sticks. Um, yeah. Good morning. Did you pronounce those names right? Because that's not how I ever pronounced them in my head. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that they're that's wrong. It just means that in my head it's wrong. I actually asked Prema ahead of time, and then Nicole, I didn't ask because it seemed pretty straightforward. Oh. Yep, you're totally right. I and yeah. already got it wrong. Yeah, you got you got mine right too. And because Bart and I are Petaluma kids, we're used to pronouncing um, Benedetti, Gambanini, Antonini, <laughs> Garzino. Like we're we're pretty solid with the Italian yeah. uh, dairy farmer names. Gotcha. Rhymes with vino, easy. Yeah. Rhymes with vino, perfect. <laughs> and how are you guys doing today? Doing great. Yeah, excellent. Beautiful morning here in Sonoma. Yeah, yeah. thank you for coming on the show. We um, definitely were interested in having Nicole on because we all knew uh, Maureen, who was um, what do you call it, executive director. Mm-hmm. Um, we still of, we still know her. Yeah, we still know <laughs> she's her. Still, she, she's still just because she's, she's farming avocados <laughs> and uh, another baby apparently. And um, hu- hubby's building. Building Corbin's house. Corbin's house. Or Corbin's mm-hmm. parents' house. Um, Corbin Cameron? Yeah. Oh, so really? you, um, they had had some issues with their contractor kind of like flaking on them. So right as the Cottinghams got ready to move back to Ventura County, Adam got hired as the contractor to like finish the house at oh Moonridge. And then they sold their house. He had no place to live. He was couch surfing. I guess, um, forget who's, somebody's putting him up. He spends his weeks up here finishing this house, which should be done soon, and then flies back down to see the baby and the family. <laughs> yeah. so, wow. Shout out to the Cottinghams. Yes. Uh, and congratulations on baby number guys. three. Right, right. Yeah. I, I mean, at least we didn't say Maureen who? Yeah. Ma- no. I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for a shipment of avocados any day now, Maureen. Yeah. That would be awesome. That's highly allocated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm on that list. I'm on the waiting list. <laughs> Well, Nicole, why don't we start with you and uh, maybe tell us a little bit about, um, you know, h- how you g- sure. came into this position and and where you definitely, came from. Definitely. So, as, as, as you all know, uh, Sonoma Valley Vintners and Growers is an association, is a nonprofit. So that's where my, that's my background. I came from leading nonprofits in various sectors. Most recently, um, I was in philanthropy at the Battery, the private social club in the city. I was director of membership. For it's a nonprofit giving society within the club, so it is in hospitality as a social club, but it's its own nonprofit, and had about six seven hundred donor members in that um, community there that I worked with, and so did that for the last five years, and was very active in just community giving, raising millions of dollars. We gave out for 
um, grants to the community. Before that, my background is also in nonprofits, but in uh, another way that's a bit relevant here is um, so uh, cultural organizations, the arts, museums, festivals. Uh, I was executive director of a county arts council, so I did a lot of developing programs and initiatives with all types of partners, local businesses, local associations, to to uh, revitalize communities through cultural tourism and other types of initiatives that that um, are, are very linked to what we do here with visitors and and folks that love to come and enjoy the Sonoma Valley. So, and kind of briefly explain exactly what it is that um, Sonoma Valley vintners and growers yes. do. Definitely. So as I mentioned a minute ago, it is a nonprofit. We have an association that is really here to support all of our members. We have about 250 members that are vintners and wineries and growers, and then some other great partner memberships, um, uh, related businesses and other folks here in the community who just love what we do. And we support our members from everything from branding and marketing the valley to the consumer why should you come here who are we what makes us us what makes wineries here different and unique so we really support that Um, we create campaigns and get out the word to the public the other thing we do is we support our our vintners and growers in their business so we help educate on public policy initiatives that might be happening here in the county that affect their business, whether it's water, whether it's ordinances around events. We help um, support them through COVID. What do they need to know? You know, yes, yesterday we were scrambling around to get the word out to our membership right away about the new mask guidelines, for example. We help coordinate around fires, all of that. So we are a nonprofit entity here to help the wine industry in the valley. We also have a related uh, foundation and nonprofit that uh, can activate and really give back to the community, show how the wine community here really helps the larger community in Sonoma Valley by supporting other nonprofits or giving scholarships to folks going off to, to college to study viticulture or viniculture or supporting the local high school ag programs. Right. And you said you said 250 members, you said? Yes. And so who are those basically larger wineries? We have everything. I think there's two members yeah. sitting at the table who okay, <laughs> wouldn't describe so, themselves so, as, as so, large wineries. So that and was a third of, member who would, you know, slightly larger winery, but not really. Also, yeah. Right. So that was a follow up to my question because I'm thinking 250. Like I know there's, I don't know how many labels or wineries there are now in Sonoma County. It's got to be close to 500, right? Oh, I think it's more probably well over that. that. Yeah. Way more. Um, yeah, this yeah, is just Sonoma yeah. Valley, and so and I think I think a thing that's that's interesting is that the majority of those wineries are based here in Sonoma and yeah. buy grapes from here in Sonoma. That's right. But there are some wineries that are here in Sonoma that aren't membership, and we want since we hope they're listening, we would like them to become Absolutely, members. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's growers. You know, a lot of I know Maureen used to say a lot of the growers are very, very small growers, and there's some of the larger growers who aren't members, and yeah. and, and and so if you, you guys are listening to, you should be members also, right? Oh, yeah. Thanks for that. No, definitely. I think that... And pay your dues on time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which is something yeah. that I can't say for myself. <laughs> you know what? I was just sitting here thinking, did I make my second payment? <laughs> you said two cleared? people. I thought maybe you guys all knew that I my check hadn't gotten there yet. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I think there is a diversity in our membership, and and that's why, you know, so, some 
a lot of what we do to really help support those businesses is useful to the smaller members, especially because they don't have the staff. They don't have the staff to go through what's the new HR rule today on COVID. What's, you know, what is the county doing with whatever this topic or issue is? So we're there as the resource behind supporting them in their business and yeah, um, advocacy on yes. like every level. Yeah. And, and same with the marketing and branding. They might not have the budget or the staff person to do something amazing on social media or get to a SF gate chronicle event in the city or online and we help facilitate that so yes we have a lot of small members if you were and then some of the bigger guys too okay and and I've always felt and you can correct me if I'm wrong I don't think I am maybe I am that there's with the the organization that there's this sort of rising tide kind of effect that you know it doesn't matter if it's a large, well-funded, big staffed winery or a small, you know, shoestring kind of budget winery that people are coming here to visit all of those and having that sort of information and and promotion aggregated helps, helps all of us. If it's, you know, some really interesting, cool, small winery that you guys are promoting, that also means that those people are coming here and maybe visiting one of the bigger, the bigger places also. So there's that sort of like synergy that we kind of need somebody who's seen all of that, right? Yeah. Can pull all that together. And there's, there is a lot of diversity in Sonoma Valley. You know, we all make such incredible different wines and, you know, to identify Sonoma Valley as a place with great Grenache, where are all the wineries that make Grenache in Sonoma Valley? So, Can't think of any. Yeah. I I can. (laughs) Or an Oak Chardonnay. Right. You just point out something really important. I think, you know, we have such diversity in the wines that are made here and the wineries and the type of experiences you can have in the tasting room um, that it can also often be a challenge to, especially folks who have never been here before. You show up in the square. We we make a beautiful map, by the way, um, and it's very helpful. But it's still like, you know, if I'm a, a visitor, you know, what am I into? What do I feel like today? And so that's one thing we're really working on at Sonoma Valley Vintners and Growers. How can we help lead the visitor or the wine lover uh, through the experience in an easier to understand way, more accessible? So we're working on some new tools and branding and messaging so that we can help bring those folks who love a certain kind of wine to the winery that makes that or or the ones that have a beautiful outdoor site or picnic site and hiking spaces to the person who wants that and so that's another big thing we're doing right now i i I know that when i have customers who are coming to visit um i always offer to help them with you know a concierge service so to speak and, and send them my hit list yeah and it's always amazing to me how they they'll say well we're staying in downtown sonoma and we have an appointment in healdsburg uh. at two and then we're back but we're gonna have lunch in glen ellen you know and yeah. they don't understand the distance yeah. and it's um, it's only this far though Bart. right, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the um, map it's like a half an inch it looks like everything's right. so close <laughs> um and 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 so they're always very appreciative to one find out that they don't have to drive an hour away to have an experience yeah. a full experience yeah. like you can spend a couple days just in sonoma valley and Easy. and have plenty of places Weeks. to eat i'm not done drink. yet right yeah <laughs> i've been here for years yeah. yeah that's that's exactly it we're just here to help translate that and help people find their way yeah. yeah, and I know you guys work with our concierge at the Fairmont because yes. you guys help us get people to come pour at our daily tastings yeah. from 4.30 to 7.30. Yeah, yeah and it, we also do cons- what we call concierge service, so thank you for bringing up that word, uh, to some of our our 
industry sponsors such as you know um, we have some financial services like Bank of America Merrill, Merrill Lynch, Lynch yeah. there are sponsors and they're very involved in many of our events during the year and and supporting what we do for our members but part of that is we also will provide them with concierge services so for example if they want to bring a staff team up or some of their clients up we will put together those packages for them for the day and and we're open and exploring ways we can do that now for other industry partners and one of our partners is Sonoma Valley Raceway and, mm-hmm. and working with a group like that or corporate clients coming up and they have mid-level executives or they have a team bonding session. How we as an organization, we have our finger on the pulse of what's going on in the Valley, which wineries are doing what right now. And so we can be that center, central place, that like hub yeah. where, um, you know, someone in a company wants to bring their team up connect with us and we'll get the word out and puts together something for you. So we're doing you, that. Yeah, you, you guys did a really great job of that too during COVID of promoting all the virtual, mm. you know, tastings and events and whatnot that was going on. You know, I think it was, hard, it, you know, a challenge for wineries to figure out how to connect to these corporate groups, even though we all knew that we needed each other, <laughs> you know, so you guys were really helpful with yeah. that. And we're trying to maintain that because it's, we want everyone to be included. If you're listening from Texas right now or New York or what have you, and you just can't make it out and you're not sure about your travel, we have ways. So we're continuing that on our website and our socials to promote and collect from all of our wineries. You know, what are you doing online? What workshops are taught or tasting, virtual tasting? So we still have that. So, yeah. Can you give the, the website and any social media platforms yeah. out just so as people are listening to the show, they can sure. sort of check it out? SonomaValleyWine.com is our website and Sonoma Valley Wine on Instagram and Facebook. It's, it's, we keep it simple. It's all the same. Right. Um, but if you go to the website, all the social icons are right there. Just click through and follow us. And what types of events do you guys host during the year? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, right now. <laughs> that was really like what I wanted to ask you about, too, because... Um, you know, Sonoma Valley signature, signature Sonoma Valley. This was a great event. Uh, it always brought rain, so we'd love to bring it back. <laughs> Preferably, you know, maybe in the winter time. It, it always rained at, at Signature Sonoma Valley, uh, and then COVID got in the way. So, so hopefully, we can yeah. get that going again. We, we've always loved participating, and people, you know, we've customers who've we found because of that found us because of that um so what's 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 happening there yeah and 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 on that can you let us know the dates because um we're thinking about having podcast a palooza also and we don't want to cross over with you guys yeah (laughs) yeah yes i can so you know which takes too much market we we don't want you guys to have a have an empty event we don't want them to be second place (laughs) yeah yeah this is great so we're you know we're we're being safe and we're watching how it goes but uh, we are due to bring back signature Sonoma Valley um, this spring, actually, and I look for it early around. spring before bloom. Yeah. Well, <laughs> after bud break, before bloom, maybe. Yes, putting in some requests. <laughs> we're looking at it uh, starting a, a, the April twenty eighth, which is a Thursday, and then going into the weekend. So that is currently on the calendar, and that sounds like that's probably going to bring rain. But uh, we're <laughs> well, that's, that. that's, you know better for. Like the Grenache, Cabernet, Zinfandel, then maybe some of the Pinot Noir and Chardonnay okay. uh, growers out there. So we can we can talk about that. Yeah, but we have it's better than May, right? <laughs> you know, the the thing about the rain is when the rain comes, it always sets itself up for when the rain leaves. How beautiful it is, right? Yeah. I mean, there's been some epic events, you know, sunsets at events after the rain. So yeah. the sky is clear. 
Yeah, so that'll be a great weekend of many of you have been, you know, dinners and talks and vineyard walks. And it's it's an intimate experience uh, for those who attend. So we'll, we'll have a save the date up on the website soon. And so everyone can follow our newsletter and keep up on that or the socials, of course. But the other thing we're excited about um, next week, we're kind of waiting to see how harvest goes but we have our harvest kickoff bell ringing oh, that's right. so we will be bringing that back this year yes <laughs> ring the bells um, we are looking at uh, it's going to be I actually I can pull up the date in just one second but we'll do it we'll be at the Sonoma mission we'll ring the bell um, it'll be a really exciting this goes back you know years and years it's tradition of just ringing in the harvest so We'll be at several different events throughout the week. At the Mission, as I said, we'll be at Tuesday Night Market on the 24th of August with a uh, another second mini version of a bell ringing there. I mean, but it is a little bit of a race to actually who does it first, right? I mean, has anyone called you and said, we're picking on this oh, date? Yeah. They, they, that, that's See, those aren't sure. real farmers. <laughs> they're deciding early that they're going to pick. It's I mean, come often, on. Oh, gosh, who is it often? Well, it's usually Gloria Farrar, right? Gloria, yes. 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 for sparkling. We're looking at around the 12th, so that's next Thursday, and it's those two, yes. We're waiting to see, and we, we're going to do the, the nighttime. We're going to get out there at 4 o'clock in the morning, and, and uh, we're going to wow. live stream it this year, So Yeah, so oh, all of you listeners, you know, really follow along to the Vintners and Growers um, Instagram, and, yeah. um, and you can wine. see when the first grapes are picked here yeah. in the valley. Yeah. And harvest starts. Yeah, we're going to put it all over socials. And and I did confirm just now, the seventeenth in in the middle of the day, it looks like about one thirty. We're going to be at the mission ringing the bell. So if mm-hmm. anybody's in town, uh, come on by to the, the mission. Yeah, that's really fun. All right, so Prema, let's kind of hear what your role is with Sonoma Valley Vintners, and and obviously you have another job that we all are very familiar with. Yeah. Um, my role with the Vintners is I'm the president of the board. This is my third term as president and my sixth term, sixth year on the board. So it's my final year. I'm like starting to feel really sad about that. Um, also maybe a little relieved and happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's going to be a couple weeks, you know, in January. Well, <laughs> no, yeah, I, it's it's really been an insane time, actually, to, to be so involved um with the community in a really important time so i um consider it a huge honor and something really important that i think all vintners and all growers should do at some point um if not for you know repeatedly throughout their tenure in the industry because it matters you know it matters to be thinking about your community it matters to be coming up with solutions for insanity like wildfires and pandemics. I mean, those things are really important, it turns out. Um, (laughs) um, And then also like how to really put Sonoma Valley on the map for people and like really connect it with consumers. And we do a great job of that. You know, when once people come to discover Sonoma Valley, they love it. There's personal connections, authentic connections that that visitors make with the vintner and grower community here that are really lifelong it's really cool to see so you know we we have a long history of the the auction and the sonoma valley auction which has turned into the sonoma county auction but there's just these lasting incredible relationships with people all over the country that have come to know our wines and know our people and love you know love what we're doing and what we're about here so that just really floats my boat um it's 
super important to me. So it was a natural, um, a natural fit. And then, you know, the last three years has been super nutty, but also really important. You know, it, part of that process, it's not just the pandemic and all this other stuff, but is the process of redefining and re-understanding what the vendors and growers alliance should be and what it, what we can be. Um, so that's been a really, um, intense process. And, you know, Sam, you've been a part of that and, you know, defining for ourselves as members what we need most and those needs are changing they change they change from year to year um and of course it's time to sort of reboot and reassess all of that post we're not quite post pandemic but mid pandemic yeah um so that we can operate safely so that we can continue to do the things we love to do you know we are essential the farming isn't going to stop the winemaking is not going to stop and and people drinking wine isn't going to stop either. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think you guys have done a really good job. Um, you know, I, I've worked here for a long time. I remember when there was a vintners and a growers association, you know, separately and stuff. But I think the biggest thing that is pillow fights. And stuff. No, it wasn't pillow fights, but there were soft pillow fights. Was at the Kenwood um, the, at the foot race? But the softball game was always a lot of fun. Um, uh, the vintners against growers softball game. Um, go Vintners. Um, and, <laughs> um, but I think the biggest thing is that there was a time where there was so much work had to be done for the auction. Um, and, and now that that's kind of behind you guys, yep. um, it's really been beneficial for us, wine, for, uh, for, for myself as a winery. Yep. You know, I, I've never been a member of the Sonoma County Vintners purely because they don't, uh, there's nothing, they don't offer anything for mm-hmm. me. I'm too small. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, it, it's just not there. Um, where the Sonoma Valley Vintners is beneficial to a small winery, you know, yeah. to me. So anyway, I want to just yeah. thank you guys for that because it's yeah, been a great, great transition and I look forward to the it, future. It was like weird cosmic timing, you know, that the auction sort of came off of our plate when the wildfires came on that we actually could service our members in a way that was immediate yeah, and- it was huge. Yeah, I, I I joke with Nicole that you know part of the job of the Vintners and Growers Alliance is to be a FEMA office. Mm-hmm. You know that that's essentially like what do you need? Do you need do you need access? Do you need to get past lines? Do you need you know do you need to talk to county officials? Do you need a, a I don't know anything? I mean, there's just nothing that you can't ask for, um, which is pretty incredible. Well, and and maybe we should talk about that more uh, as sort of the primary role. It's not that it's shifted entirely but um so much of it more is is now more about the advocacy piece of it than just like purely a a marketing association um and and clearly the fire sort of you know forged that uh pun intended and then Mm -hmm. and then you know has sort of exacerbated uh, in the last 18 months with with yeah. with covid but how does that sort of change for for you nicole kind of the the you know, your the way you approach this job in that, you know, it is marketing has still gotta be a piece of it, but that other side is right. has been, you know, shown to be so important over the last, you know, three or four years. Right. And I you know, I that's where I'm so grateful. I did have a background in philanthropy and foundations that were supporting um, you know, other issues, whether it's climate or water or or community development, because I can I can lean on that a bit. But you're completely right. You know, even in the few months I've been here, we've really had to um, 
step up and get involved in issues that are, have a huge impact on our members, such as, you know, like I said earlier, groundwater issues, mm-hmm. um, especially for growers. But it trickles, well, trickles down, pun intended, I guess, <laughs> to um, to the, the winemakers as well. You know, mm-hmm. if it affects a, a grower and the cost of grapes is going to affect you. And then thus About also... the cost of water yeah. and then processing that wastewater when you're exactly. a... a, a an urban winery, you know, yeah. And you really think about um, how much water you're using. Yeah. So there's that, and then our county is always considering other ordinances and and things that affect the industry. For example, on the table right now is a winery events ordinance that will, when it's finished, state what types of events you can have there, what counts as an event, does a meeting, does a, a wedding, does a, ta- a club gathering yeah. count. Uh, you know how you can do it where you can do it etc 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 and a lot of those regulations can deeply impact your business and you know yeah. your bottom line so we want to make times sh- they barely have anybody from our industry at the say, table yes. like exactly. it's so frustrating <laughs> yes so that's part of our it's neighborhood the, groups and totally. elected officials right trying to decide this stuff it's exactly crazy. so we are working well we we're involved in a few ways we're working to make sure that the industry has a voice at the table in all of these discussions so always it's not just us the staff person or a board member but it's getting some of our other members involved meeting with elected officials being at public meetings but it, then it's also making it super simple and easy for our members to understand the issue so using our communications our newsletters our messaging we had a a, a town hall zoom the other day for our members, breaking these complicated government regulations down, bringing experts to them to help make it uh, just give them the education on what they need to know. Yeah, we've had this discussion of um, there's all these city council um, openings and how we need someone that's winery friendly, but not a winery, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. then it, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be able to vote for things anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah, let's find those people. Yeah. Believe me, we we keep looking. Yeah. And I keep getting a lot of people going, No, yeah. I want nothing to do <laughs> with that. Brian Brian, are you Hell ready? No. Are you Fuck ready? no. <laughs> Get out of my face. Come on, Mr. Casey. You you, you <laughs> send send me about yeah. twenty Brian, people you live in close that enough I, to that I can right? hire at the hotel. Oh um, yeah. No um, kidding. And and I will have a little free time. <laughs> Well, that's true, actually. I think that's a huge challenge. So, you know, everybody that's in the wine industry and related industries, hospitality, travel, like we're just getting hammered right now. We don't have time. So we need the Vintners and Growers Alliance to tell us what's important because that's going to go right over my head if it it weren't for Nicole and her team. And it's, you know, it's a member... Alliance is a members group. So we're here to, to it's member led, member directed. You know, our mm-hmm. board of directors is super important in, in helping the staff figure it, out, figure it all out. But we also understand what you just said. We understand that you're all even more busy than normal trying to figure things out, dealing with staffing, dealing yeah. with is a fire coming, Less all of this. So labor. what can we do to, we want our members to be engaged but not in a way that's going to just add one more thing to their plate right. so that's what we're we're here for what can we take on yeah. to help this industry especially be on august 3rd yes <laughs> yeah. if you could cover everything for coming. the next couple months that'd <laughs> yeah. be awesome yeah. <laughs> but that is a huge deal i mean just having someone pouring at the hotel from 4 30 5 30 because there was a lot of days over the last year that it, that was me yeah 
And it was me, you know, picking the wines. And so not only paying for the wines, but then also, I mean, basically doing advocacy for Sonoma, but doing it on my own, meaning that I wasn't in the restaurant doing pre-shift meetings or training staff or um, all the other millions of things you had to do. Right. And people keep coming. I mean, it's (laughs) there's some places in the country and, and, you know, we had lost some business hotels um, because business travel kind of shut down. But Sonoma was unique in that people just want still want to come they yeah. wanted to travel and, and a lot of times uh, over the last six months it was people from you know the east bay or san francisco but now it's it's more it's people from all, all over. over the country yeah yeah um what are the some of the things that you guys would like to do but just haven't been mm-hmm. able to do um i mean i think that we're limited by our current revenue honestly at some point like what we're looking at is ways to to grow our the income because i think that there's no lack of creativity in terms of what we could do for the valley so for us it's you know because the importance of advocacy and sort of disaster response has grown so much like we want to make sure that the marketing side of our work is is as important as ever and gets as much focus as ever. And you, you know, you could really spend a million dollars on marketing the Valley. So I think for me, that's, that's the part is that, I mean, I would love for Nicole to have a staff of 10 working for the Valley. And right now it's, it's a staff two, of and two. Half, yeah. two and a half, two and a half. So yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I mean that, that as a, as a business owner is the thing that I'm focused on is how do we, how do we support the organization um, and 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 create sustainable ways, you know, for it to to grow and keep serving the valley. And that staff of ten, that would be is that paid staff or is that volunteers? Well, I in the future for me, I'd love for her to have a paid staff of maybe five. Let's say five. 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 Yeah, <laughs> say five. Right, you were on ten. Go. I was like, ooh, what would they do? <laughs> Yeah. No. You never have easily, enough good coffee, right? Yeah, yeah. You can easily identify five. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Five five seems more uh likely. But yeah, so for example, yes. For example, the advocacy work, I do have some of that in my background, but to have someone who, let's say, was an advocacy expert, you know, someone yeah, that with a led from, that charge. Led yeah. that charge and could really focus on that full time would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, Nicole's been here for how many months now? About three and a half. So four? three. Wow. Does it, how many years is it? Feel like? three and a half years. <laughs> Some, somewhere between three months and 10 years. It's hard yeah. to say. Somewhere in there. But, you I'm know, she's sure. having to figure out. You know, working remotely still because we're not back yet in the office. Like how to get checks wow. signed when the pe- the signers all over, are all over Sonoma yeah. Valley, and you know there's so many inefficiencies because of how few people there are in the remote work. Mm-hmm. You know, which you know we do have a new office at the Maze Navi House on First Street. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. awesome, First yeah. Street East. Well, yeah, or you're getting it. We, we have, have the, the key. Keys. It's empty, but yes, we are yeah. getting in this next yeah. week or two, and then yeah. we have to make everything look nice. But yeah, yeah. So efficiencies, like you know, things like that. If she had an office manager, yeah. that'd be amazing. But you yeah. know, we'll get there. And the other thing that is, is a little bit dormant now, or is very dormant now, is the foundation. I mm-hmm. mentioned we have a 501c3 charitable foundation, and how can that be reactivated to better the community to show the impact the, the wine industry has here yeah. in the region and of course that would be up to a conversation with the board and I mean but just these ideas bubble up all the time for example you know not we've done scholarships in the past and grants but also 
things that were linked to the work the Alliance does, for example, you mentioned staffing issues. I've had several either entry-level or mid-level um, staff from tasting rooms come and say, oh my gosh, having a mentorship program would be amazing. And that's something the philanthropy, the charity can do. We, we it's all the same thing. It's just um, our, our nonprofit arm. Uh, you know, could we help create a program that partners, you know, someone in the industry who's experienced with someone who you just recently hired? And not only does that give them a great career contact, it helps you able to hire better because you can say, oh, and if you're working for us, you also have this program, the Alliance does. So could we create interesting programs like that? Uh, and this is just, I'm just completely brainstorming here. This isn't something we've actually explored. Mm. But that's an example just of how we can do these really creative, cool projects. Well, I want to personally volunteer space. I think mm-hmm. that's the one thing that I can offer at the oh, hotel is, awesome. is, is a space to have some of some events. Yeah. Um, because we're always looking for a reason for people to come yeah. to the Fairmonts. Um, yeah, and that's so generous and you, your property is so incredible and you guys have been a supporter of ours for many, many years. So that, Oh good. Yeah. Okay. That's really great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of those early Sonoma Valley Vintner auctions, whew, those were some parties at the Sonoma mission Inn. And were those <laughs> held in the, in the pavilion in the big tent? It was there, before no the tent. big tent. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, okay. barn burners. They, I worked for the Benzigers at the time though. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time in the I, bar and not enough time under I, the tent. And that was an issue. <laughs> Those events were run by tequila. Yeah, I've <laughs> fueled anyway. Spent five years on, under the Benziger regimes. So <laughs> I know how those go. Yeah. Although we, you know, in post in pavilion times, we've had some fun Sonoma Valley Vintners events in that big tent. That winter, so we did some like winter. Yeah, oh, that things. was super fun. Yeah, it was like a winter. It was like a, a member party. It was a member party. It was yeah. like the call it yeah. a party. Yeah, those were great yeah, parties. Was really, really fun. Uh, and well, let's. let's talk about wine a little bit Nicole I know um, you know your background isn't necessarily wine but you did spend some time with a, a wine mentor in your sort of universe with working at the battery with with Christoph um, I know it's sort of hard to go out and do things still but what are some of the wine things you're excited about in Sonoma things you want to go and and try and taste what some of like if you're reaching for a bottle of Sonoma Valley wine that's not sixteen six hundred or three sticks uh, or is uh, maybe Castaneda I don't know um, what are some of the wines that you're you're loving well, about I, your you know perks of the new job well yes so that's one thing like you said we're just getting back in so I want to just even to know our members better to really get out there and. Um, so that I can authentically talk about and know each of our members. So yes, that's on my my list. But I think what I'm really interested in, and I think I said this the first time I met you, Prema, was at the interview when I was being interviewed, um, what I love about this area is the variety of grapes. Mm. So part of my, uh, just the way I am, I like to learn and experiment. And that is true with wine. And so while I love a good Chardonnay or Pinot, I am really excited about getting out there and, and going to our winery members that are doing different things, you know, Italian grapes. Or <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Sorry, yes. Totally fine. Totally fine. Grapes, an, an, off, an off, off camera high five there, guys. <laughs> yes. Rome so, varietals, Sangiovese. Yes. All of that. All the different, you know, what we don't normally <laughs> see. Because I think that's a strength here that we have. Like you said earlier, someone can come here for a weekend or a whole week or months and, and really keep learning. And that's just 
what I'm at. I'm, I'm trying to develop my short list um, right now to see uh, something like surprise me, educate me. That's true because you, you, I mean, people, if they come here and they visit Napa, they're, you know, you're thinking about Cabernet Sauvignon. And if, when you think about Russian River, you think about Pinot and Chard, you think mm-hmm. about Carnes. But, but what do we have? 43 different varieties growing here, yeah. 18 different AVAs. Is it 18 or have we got another that's one? All, that's all that's Sonoma. That's all of Sonoma. Yeah. Yeah. But, Sonoma but as far as the, when it's uh, Carneros, Sonoma Coast, Sonoma, Sonoma Mountain, Bennett Valley, Sonoma Valley. Sonoma Mountain. Uh, Sonoma Mountain. Moon, Moon Mountain District. Yeah. So Six, between those, you've got... Um, Sonoma Valley? Yeah. Yeah, I dare someone to even name 20 varietals. I feel like Sonoma Valley is a microcosm of Sonoma County. It's like, it is the... Yeah. It's because we have, you know, valley floor, we have high mountain peaks, we have all, all kinds of microclimates here in the valley. You know, Carneros, the bay influences, the ocean influences. I mean, it's pretty, it's a really cool, it's the same, and, and it's therefore the same problem of the entire county, which is like this this diversity, which is super exciting and sometimes hard to explain. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you know, we, we used to talk about just that, what about how diverse Sonoma Valley is and you know jokingly used to call Dry Creek the Mojave Desert mm-hmm. and Alexander <laughs> Valley the the Sahara Desert you know just because mm-hmm. it's different it's warmer up there it's it's less diverse and yeah. that is the beautiful thing about this area is yeah. we do have it all yeah yeah you literally could go tasting here right and and go for three days if you're here visiting it and if you actually planned it out could do tastings where you wouldn't ever try the same varietal. Yeah, yeah, you could. That, yeah. Exactly. That's what yeah. I was. Yep. Yeah, that's right. my plan. <laughs> is there a new? Is that like a new goal? I think we need to like, we need to build that. What a cool yeah. tour yeah. that yeah. would yeah. be, yeah. right? Totally. Like, well, I mean, somebody write that down. Nicole, you have that yes. notebook. Yeah, <laughs> got it. It's a unique varietal tour. Yeah, the uni- unique varietal tour. Yeah, it's harder harder to say than it is to do. I think not right. an S V V G G A two V's one G two V's one G one G. Even though it's grape growers, hey, that's easy. Two V's one G. I'm just gonna remember that. Grape growers, one word. Right. Okay. Okay. Sonoma Valley Vintners Grape. Alliance. You could you could do S V V G G A. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but get a few it, more letters in there, in Sam. In a, in a dangerous, dangerous territory. <laughs> you just sound like a setter. S V V G G A. The alliance. Well, that's a, and that. Where is Paul? That's what Paul said. Oh, he said, oh, you've got the Vajiji uh, <laughs> oh, uh, podcast different. on today. I'm like, mm. that's different. Dangerous territory. Right. Dangerous territory. Right. The, the alliance. The alliance has like some. Some gravitas to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I work for the Alliance. <laughs> is that better than the Rebels? No, that is the Rebels. The Rebel Alliance. There we go. <laughs> yes. Yes, we need t-shirts. I'm so glad we don't edit this. <laughs> or that we don't have sponsors. Uh, <laughs> so they can't drop us. <laughs> no, the Winemakers Podcast, never dropped by a sponsor in four years. <laughs> we claim to have sponsors, but we really don't. Right. <laughs> Hey, Prema, can you talk a little bit about your job at Three Sticks? And, um, you know, for those that don't know the world-famous Durrell Ranch, um, if you could talk a little bit about that also. Yes, yes, yes. Um, So my role at Three Sticks is I'm the general manager and a co-founder, which means I've been, I've literally been involved from the, from day one with Three Sticks. Our first vintage was 2002. Um, wow. And it was a Jarrell Pinot. It was two barrels of Jarrell Pinot. Um, Bill and 
uh, Ellie Price at the time. They bought the property in 1997. So it took a couple years for them to get to know the Durrell property. So it really, the birthplace of Three Sticks is Durrell. Um, and at the time I was working uh, with Bill at Texas Pacific Group in San Francisco. So um, they, you know, it took a few years before they started making their own wine. And it, at that, until 2005, we were just sort of a little gypsy winery, a couple barrels of it, always Pinot to begin with, um, which is Bill's deal. He's a Pinot hound, um, even though Durrell is arguably way more well known for Chardonnay. Um, and yeah, so that first, the first wines, I was a part of the blending and the tasting. And then in 2005 was when Don Van Stavern joined and we actually got the winery at 8th Street. And so that was, that was probably truly the beginning. Um, it's fun to find little, you know, the 02, 03, 04 wines every so often, little unicorns. But um, yeah, so it's just been, it's super personal to me. I love it. Um, uh, we do specialize in Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. That's our focus. You know, Bill's focus is really the vineyard portfolio. That is, I mean, he does a lot for the winery itself, but his passion, I would say, is just more the dirt and and the grapes. Um, so soil, the soil, the soil, the soil, the soil, the soil. Yeah, and all aspects of of terroir and you know, wine is made in the vineyard. Remember, <laughs> wine is made in the vineyard. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so he's built up uh, from the time that he bought Durrell in 1997. Since then, there's now six different vineyard properties in our portfolio, and it spans the entire county. Um, two of them are in Sonoma Valley. So Durrell is in Sonoma Valley, and so is One Sky, which is on the in the Sonoma Mountain AVA. Um, and then the other five are you know Pengrove and up to Annapolis, uh, Russian River. Um, and, you know, with a focus on Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, Durrell is the most diverse in terms of varietals. There's Syrah, Zinfandel, Pinot Blanc. There's, there's Zin in the Durrell vineyard? Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I didn't know Where's this. Where's that? I, mean, I know the vineyard pretty well. Well, when you yeah. drive up um, Fowler Creek, mm-hmm. um, it's the fir- oh, it's what you see on the Oh, those little head train left. vines right yeah. there on the road. Yeah, it's, okay, it's yeah, like yeah, on yeah. the road. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they were... Um, Jeff Jeff had them for a long time Jeff Jeff Gaffner Jeff, yeah, 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 okay. yeah 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 he was making a, a Zinfandel what was the name of his brand? Uh, uh, not Costa Brown that's taken um, Saxon it's Brown not, Saxon Brown Saxon yeah, Brown. yeah, yeah. It, was, yeah. The, it was the Saxon uh, Brown wine okay. for a really long time now it's going to be Head High wine actually oh, Head High is our, our, our second brand is another uh, winery label that we have which is the uh, really fun the lifestyle the surfer wine the Zinfandel is really serious though we we have this really cool brand ambassador who's like a he's he's a waterman so he surfs and, and does all the water sports but he's this huge advocate for sustainability which syncs up with head high so anyway Zane and the Zinfandel wait when is that out and uh not August actually now? This, this, this Today. Month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, In a few weeks. Okay. Well, I think we should talk about Durrell a little bit more just yes. because Durrell. the the thing about the Durrell Vineyard, even though it's Valley Floor, 
you know, when you drive in there, driving up Fowler Creek Road, you see these like rock walls yeah. that are just like a smidge of the rocks that you farm. Oh I mean, gosh. it's it's probably more of a prolific rock producing vineyard than it's even inc- grape producing vineyard. Exactly. Right? Like it just that place spits out rocks like there are fountains of rocks everywhere. So and, you know, Darrell go does go up into the foothills. And so there's different there's a lot of different there's the sand hill. There's, you know, there's volcanic outcroppings. There's all kinds of different stuff. But. I think what makes Durrell Chardonnay so spectacular is that minerality, which literally comes from the rocks. There is no soil there. There's literally no soil. Like the those vines are just wrapped around rocks down feet, like as far as they can go. So, you know, not only are the vines diseased, like we give them every every way to struggle at Durrell. I mean, I think our some years it's like one. Point five tons breaker. It's the craziest, wow. lowest yielding vineyard in the world. So, but I mean, it really does show in the glass. It's you know, I I think Durrell Chardonnays. They freaking they light my fire. I love them. We you should, can taste it in the glass. Yeah. We should yeah. mention that that's what we're drinking is the 2019 the um, Chardonnay. Yeah, that's the origin Chardonnay. Yeah. So it's unoaked. You know, with Don actually. Um, so years ago, before. Currently, we have uh, Ryan Pritchard and Bob Cabral making the wines. But with Don, we were out there. We used to do these fun uh, winemaker luncheons, you know, opposite of a grower luncheon, where we would invite all the winemakers that made wine off of the Durrell property to come and bring their wines. It's like total ego fest, but really fun as just someone observing it all. (laughs) Winemakers? No. (laughs) The way they would taste and like... (laughs) So funny. But at one of those luncheons, Don and I were like, what's... like?" Because you could really see the impact of winemakers on the wine. Like, what would the naked Durrell be? Like, what would it be to remove the winemaker? Which, obviously, you can't do that. But but that was the impetus. Like, we didn't want to make it quickly so this origin unoak chardonnay is spends the same amount of time in the winery so it's not like in a steel you know a lot of unoaked chardonnays or or white wines are just spend you know they're in a in a big steel vat and then they get into the bottle quickly so we we wanted to honor the fruit for the quality of the fruit so it it's fermented in concrete and then aged in steel casks that are the same size as a barrel like surly you know that's the same sort of touch and all of that and then and then and then we bottle it and we wanted to taste those wines side by side so the Durrell that's fermented in French oak and then the Durrell that's fermented in concrete with no kiss of oak at all and it's really, really a fun, it's a really fun thing to do. It's going to be a fun, like, blending day, too, to taste those side by side. Oh, yeah. And and I think that that's something, when it comes to all these, like, unoaked Chardonnay trend, the you've almost kind of, like, split the difference with it, with the, you know, aging it in the, in the stainless steel barrels, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the concrete fermentation, it's not just about throw it into a big fermenter when it goes dry, put it in bottles and put it out in the market it's yeah. that uh, chardonnay i mean it, the sir lee it needs the, it needs the time to like yeah. come together yeah. otherwise those wines get very disjointed in my mind so well, this and is and that's of, not that yeah a lot of people will taste this wine and think that there's oak on it yeah. and there is a quality from Durrell which is a little bit smoky just naturally mm. and so i think that what they're picking up it's not and it's not you know smoky like fire smoke but it's like this this sort of toastiness to it and it is in the glass you know you, you, 
It's it's the yeasty it's the yeastiness yeah. and the and the lees mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that that pop out for me that, and it does and give it, it that, that richness too. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah and the richness is totally from that yeah, yeah um, the mouthfeel right I mean yeah. that's that's mm. um, Prima I so I live um, up in Diamond A above the Durrell yeah. Ranch and we look down at it and uh, there was a block that used to be planted in Cab Merlot and Cab Franc yeah. Um, and a, I know the one that, that got ripe out. once every five years. That yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At, we we at Kenwood we used to get it when I yeah. was there, um, and and I know it was pulled out and sat fallow for a long time, but it's yeah. been replanted. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's to Chard and Pinot. Um, it there's a, a varietal or a variety of different things out there. There's also that's where a Pinot Blanc is. Okay. So there's Chardonnay, Pinot Blanc, and then a new little uh, p- patch of Pinot Noir. Yeah. Yeah, that's the bowl. That like yeah, the bowl. that bowl. Yeah. That, that's mm-hmm. exactly it. And so, um, any talk of planting things other than those varieties up there with you know we'll say it climate change or are you guys experimenting mm. with some other varieties at all? No. No. Nope. <laughs> you know, it's Darrell. It's so deceiving because it is yeah. valley floor and it gets really hot, but it is hammered by the wind. Yeah every day that wind comes through there and it just is insane it's so it's so powerful so um i i you know it, it's that thing people people move here and they there's a lot of houses a lot of people move out into carneros yeah and you always wonder that i wonder if they go look at the house at four o'clock in the afternoon or yeah. if they go first yeah, thing totally. in the morning, it's like, oh the fog's burning off oh it's so beautiful here and then it's yeah it really it like comes like a rumble just yeah. like that like it's sort of three fifteen, three thirty. Right. it starts and then by four o'clock you can't you can't you can't do anything out there yeah yeah, I remember working for a catering company, and the first time I had been to Nicholson Ranch, we were doing a dinner al fresco at Nicholson Ranch, and we mm. got everything set up. And then when it was time to to start serving dinner, oh, yeah. there was nothing that wasn't absolutely nailed down yeah. to yeah. the ground. Yeah. That I yeah. mean, we Whole lost tables everything. Will oh yeah, be oh yeah, over. we had high boy tables <laughs> out there. <laughs> yes, like, yes. Who, had had no one been out there totally. any other time to totally. kind of see what was going on? When I was very new at the business, we were um, picking Durrell, and one of my jobs was driving the truck from the vineyard mm-hmm. to the winery. And um, I was asked to ask, Steve Hill was the vineyard manager at the yeah. time, I was asked to go up and ask him why the vines were leaning over. Like, why do you grow your vines <laughs> sideways? And this was something that used to drive Steve nuts. So the straw, uh, right, right, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't that. I don't think I really got the answer out of him because he knew that he'd been set up, and I didn't. I was ignorant, ignorant and young. And That's let's awesome. talk about who. I mean, you you mentioned Ryan and and Bob. Bob, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I don't know how Bill got him out of uh, William Salyum at at some point. I think it was around 2013. 20, 2014. 2014. Was, uh, 2015 was Bob's first vintage with us. Okay. So he started in January of 2015, but the deal was done by the end of 2014. And they were, had he just been a fan of Bob's or had they known each other? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was there the day that they met. We did um, we did a winemaker dinner at uh, the, oh gosh, what was it called? In Mill Valley. Um, Sammy Hagar's restaurant. The, oh, it, uh... uh, yeah. Brain 
brain freeze. Um, there's a there's a, you know there's a new group has bought it and they're oh really they're getting it reopened. I talked to the um, wine buyer just the other day. Yeah, um, I'm trying to get the name to come into my head. Great, great. Um, uh, no, I no. know. I'm it's like a, it's, it's, a, the it's, a, it's a Latin the, name. The it's, um, yeah. Okay. La Posada. No, not La Posada. Oh, anyway, El Paseo. El Paseo. El Paseo. Mm. El Paseo. Yes, yeah. it's El Paseo. So it, w- it was a wine dinner at El Paseo, and Bob and Sammy are very good friends. Um, and Don wasn't at that dinner, and Don, we already knew, was sort of retiring and was going to be, you know, quieting down. And um, and so Bob and Bill and I were there, and there was like 10 other people. And so it was just this super awesome, super fun dinner. Sammy was there, like, you know, of just wine and food and conversation. And and that is where Bob and Bill met. I think Bob was coming back from the city and Sammy just was like, come on through. Hmm. So, um, and that was probably in the beginning of 2014. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think Bob at that time knew that he also wanted to change. Like, he had been the general manager and director of winemaking at William Selliam for many, many years. And, you know, to hear him talk, like he was just ready to get his hands purple again and actually get back into the, into the cellar. Um, and so that was what the agreement was, is that he would come and make the wine at Three Sticks and not have to worry about the rest. And and Ryan and had worked with Bob at William Selliam, and it was just happenstance that we were interviewing him also. So Ryan is a phenomenal winemaker. He's young I don't know he's 42 or something but I don't know, I don't know what young is anymore but he <laughs> no me neither <laughs> I think 55 is young myself yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> um and you know and and so it was just a really cool dynamic duo that they had known each other and and Bob is now you know has many other projects at this point and he's our consulting winemaker and Ryan really is you know at the helm um and has been making the wines this whole time. So, well, and talk a little bit about the space. So, you guys took over the Adobe, which is right, mm-hmm. almost like across the street from the Girl in the Fig, right off the square. Yep, yep. Well, yeah. I, you know what? I, I don't think it's fair to say they took it over. They transformed it. Yeah. Right. I mean, it yeah. is one of the most beautiful buildings in town, and thank God someone had the foresight and the money. Yeah. to do what you did with it. Yeah. It used to be Thank a private you. home, right? Like I hear different stories and I'm yeah. never sure what's exactly yeah, yeah. true or not. I can tell not. you the truth. I know okay. all the, the real, okay. real. The official the real, real, Brian. I've got it right here. <laughs> well, so it was a home from its, it was built in 1842 um, by Salvador Vallejo. So by General Vallejo's brother, it was given to their secretary, of their secretario, who is a guy named Don Juan Castaneda, which is where okay. the name of that wine okay, comes so from. Okay, so that's true. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and then, but he only lived there for like eight months and then he was sent to Mexico City to go get money and never came back. So he did not come back with anything, much less any money. Um you know, the poor Vallejo brothers were so far away. I mean, imagine the 1840s, how far Mexico City is from here. It's nuts. So anyway, they were left to their own devices to, you know, figure out. And so I've heard that the Adobe was actually a spec home, that they like thought of it as like they built a couple of them in that that area to try and draw people to Sonoma as like this little like, look at these cute little houses you can live in. but yeah, so we have every deed of ownership from from Castaneda. Wow, it's really really incredible. Um, and and the home we uh, Bill and Eva bought it from the Demlers, Robert and Leslie Demler, who actually live around the corner from here, and um, 
and they had purchased the property. It was basically in uh, Harriet Jones's will. So Harriet Jones is this incredible woman who's a really important figure in Sonoma history from like the 40s. So from the 40s to the 90s, she she lived in that house. She's the woman that saved that house from total d- destruction. There's We have pictures in the Adobe of what it looked like. It was a run down shack. Her dad, developed the Rose Bowl in Pasadena was the was the real estate wow. developer of Pasadena and she hated that she hated the idea of these like cookie cutter I mean imagine the 1940s cute cottages yeah. adorable but yeah. she was just she hated that so she saw the adobe knew what it was and decided to save it um, and then the Demlers took it and then and then we bought it and yeah it's this it has this amazing alchemy in it there's so much history in it it's alive in the walls you can feel it when you walk in I feel the same way walking in today as I did in 2012 the first time I, I walked in the front door. And I said, what is this place? And that's what everybody says when they walk in the door. What is this place? You know? I, I mean, you get a sense of what it is when you see how thick the walls are. I yeah. mean, there's yeah. no doubt that it is yeah. that it is authentic to yeah. the soul. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and even like I learned so much in the process of preserving it and you know and and working with that building that there's different sightings almost on every wall there's different sighting that's on the kitchen that versus the back of the building versus the front which is you know stucco and you know working with uh the historic architects and preservationists i learned like that's the fabric of the story you don't want to change those you know bill and i were like oh we should just make all the siding the same no you do not do that you know like even the roof line is like totally warped but that tells the story of this roof you know so we replaced the shingles it's all fire retardant now but that that wave in the roof line is super important you know and it, and it almost has a speakeasy feel. I remember mm-hmm. as, as mm-hmm. you're sort of on the street, and then you walk into this door and feel like you've entered a, another dimension. Yeah, um, I would always go there and pick up the pick up the yeah, Castagnato uh, mm-hmm. Rose um, yeah. for the girl in the fig. So I got to do my little daily trips over there. But it was like going into another. You're like, I can't believe this is right on the like basically right off the square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It really does feel like you're transported to some other land really special and it's you know changed who I am you know I didn't know anything about historic preservation I didn't think about that architectural character but you know my interest in Sonoma's character completely bloomed out of the adobe now I care you know now I understand the importance of that like this is where we live our beautiful plaza you know every single one of those buildings and facades is really important yeah yeah Yeah, I remember working at the general's daughter, or when Sandra mm-hmm. owned it, estate mm-hmm. or estate. Yeah. Um, that General Vallejo had built for his um, daughter, I think, at the time. And, yeah. and and at the time, you know, the story goes is that it was the only thing there. You know, there was pasture land around there. Yeah. And those cherry trees that are planted around there, that, you know, mm-hmm. when those would bloom, it was like a house sort of rising up out of the clouds, oh, if wow. you can imagine what it looked yeah. like at that time. Incredible. Yeah. yeah well, I let's do that. a, let's do a, um, a hard sell for Sonoma Valley vintners and growers mm-hmm. for people out there, people yep. that aren't members, yep. why you should be Near members and, and how you yep. can actually make that happen. I know that, yeah, you know, well, Maureen and I talked one time because we were, I used to come and sit in Maureen's office and we would gossip, quite frankly, that's what we would do. <laughs> and um, it was great. Um, but we used to always talk about it, like how do you get more members, you know, because right. yeah. that's the heart and soul of it. And, 
and there are a lot of big growers that aren't members, mm -hmm. right, or larger growers. Mm -hmm. But she said, you know, the majority of the of the growers that were members were small people with little tiny vineyards, and yeah. really their interest is they just want to go to good parties. Yeah, and yeah. and so there is that aspect of it, and but that doesn't help with like paying the bills and, yeah. and growing membership. So that's something, but it is something you have to remember is there is a, there, there are so many little small growers here and, and they are willing to support it, but you can always take more, right? Yeah. Um, well, and there's also uh, community members that, right. you know, that, that every, any, any business in town can be a member of the Vintners and Growers Alliance. Yeah. And I think you just pointed out something about the parties. It is a sense of community. Yeah. yeah. So it's not just, here's your benefits from us as the entity, the organization right. to you as a business owner, but it's how can we as an organization bring everyone together, right. whether it's virtually in person, whether it's with information, whether it's with fun things. Um, so yeah, so it's becoming part of the community. Um, and yes, there are, are, are many more growers out there who could join, but as Prema just said, we have these other type, th that's our core membership, yeah. right? But there are two other ways people can join. We have associate memberships. These are other related businesses, an insurance agency, a law yeah. firm, a local business. Transportation. Restaurants. Right, Restaurants. right. And, yeah. and and you'll be part of the member Retail. events and get invited. You will be uh, you know on our website list and all of that. But then we also have society memberships, which are... You know, just individual public member. You're interested. You wanna. You wanna be on the list. You wanna get invites to some of those uh, part. You don't yeah. work in the industry. You just wanna support the yes. wine community here. That, yeah. That's an important yeah. piece yes. for me. Yeah. Is that there's some people that I I think would just love to support. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Sonoma Valley vintners, and they don't necessarily have to be affiliated with with the wine industry. Not at yeah. all. Yeah. Not right. at all. Yeah. Yeah, or want to go to events. I mean, I don't no. know about you guys. I'm no, less I interested yeah. in these no. days. <laughs> so, and you just pointed out something. The membership isn't just about what do you get. It's about how can I help support yeah. this entire right. industry and that has historical roots, as you've noticed, um, contemporary. You know, today it's more important than ever. It's, yeah. Well, and I would piggyback off of that. That is the hard that's the hard sell like quote unquote that like absolutely every vintner and every grower in Sonoma Valley should be a member of this organization I don't understand I guess I'm late to the party here I don't understand why everyone isn't well I, I don't either and there are friends of mine who have wineries that aren't members and and I don't talk to them about it because they have their reasons but yeah. it is it's a shame it's not that much to yeah. join and yeah. even if you're a large winery it's not that much as I'm still have to go get my checkbook yeah um, it's not that much to, to join yeah. and um, and and I can tell you you know for myself there's been many i've i've had great contracts that have come from being a mm -hmm. member of the vintners and growers i've sold wine from it mm -hmm. i continue to sell wine from it as i said you know people are coming out to visit and and we direct them to people and i'm always going to direct them to people who you know are right. in the valley first yeah well yeah. and it all boats do rise you know i think there's right. i think some of the big bigger wineries may feel like they're just too big and it you know what difference does it make they they have their own marketing teams and all that well you know there's another side of that because there are there, maybe i shouldn't be saying this a lot on on air but you know there's there are certainly places that aren't as connected to the valley that reap the benefits from being part of the valley yeah and those are the people that yeah. really should be a member that's yeah. what right? i'm saying is like uh, yeah. wine and food are what bring people here mm -hmm. right and 
for the most part, I mean, wine. Um, we can make food anywhere um, and source from other places, but but wine is why people come here to visit. Yeah. So. Yeah. Why aren't you yeah. a member? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna. I think we're recruiting you guys for our I our think member so. drives. <laughs> Well, that, it's always better to hear from the member why you should be. You yeah, know, it's really. Yeah. But that's all we do, though. Bart and I, I know, you know, Sam, uh, you should know, has left, and Sam is a great advocate for the valley as well. But, but Bart and I have, you know, we have conversations about this. We we want to be advocates for Sonoma, and we try and do that through this show and through the wine and through. Yeah. Um, I mean, we become concierges for totally. Sonoma, yeah. um, and you know, and, and well, play and that I role. I think that that is what is so awesome about Sonoma Valley is like. That is how I view our community feels about it. Like that, yeah. you know what I mean? What you guys do is really important and everybody should look to see what can I do in order to, su- to support this valley that I love. Yeah. Like there's a real love of this valley for all the vendors and growers that are here. So, you know, if, they're, if you're part of some lord, larger corporate organization, like that needs to be conveyed. Like right. it's, it, it needs to be conveyed. It needs to be invested in, right. you know, because it is why people come back. Because they're like, oh, I've been going, I mean, I hear this all the time. I've been going to Napa for years, yeah. but now I'm coming back to Sonoma Valley, right. you know? Yeah. Because and, it's like authentic. And yes. we're, we're always, you know, we're always about collaboration over competition. Yeah. yeah. It's always been the way here. And yeah. and Sondra Bernstein, you know, of the girl in the fig is, yeah. is something she's always taught me. And, and there's, I like sending people to Three Sticks. Yeah. I like sending people to... Chateau St. Jean. Yeah, um, yeah. But I also like sending people to go see Steve Law at McLaren and go sit down with him at his, basically at his house with yeah. his chocolate lab sitting next to them. I mean, there's yeah. all these different experiences that we offer yeah. here. Yeah. Um, that yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen that manifested. One great example is, and this also demonstrates commu- the sense of community among our members. We have a, let's call it every month, Zoom check in with, it's our marketing committee. So, Part of this committee are tasting room managers, marketing directors. So we have all levels of different types of wineries. And so we're all on this call. And, you know, we go off the official agenda and they just start talking. You know, who does what? Are you doing this now? Oh, I'll send people to you. So they actually, you know, we create this space where they, we brought people together. They can share, okay, if we get a party of folks, visitors that are looking for this, I'll send them to you. And then I'll send them up this way. And so I see that camaraderie that it's not competitive, like you said, this kind of community amongst our membership where, yeah. uh, yeah, And that translates to the guests that are coming here. They, Mm -hmm. they get it that Mm -hmm. we're, it's almost like we're a big family here. Come visit us. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty great. Wow. This is good. (laughs) This is good. All right. So, um, What's the last bottle of wine that you opened? What's what's open on your counter right now? I know you. It's probably a, a bottle of. <laughs> I opened uh, a magnum of Pinot Blanc okay. on Sunday. There you go. Uh, and uh, I just love Pinot I love Blanc, Prima. and I freaking yeah. like it in a magnum. People ask me what I pair it with. I'm like, my swimming pool? I don't know. Exactly. My Another glass. <laughs> Another glass? <laughs> exactly. The afternoon. I pair it with the afternoon. <laughs> I mean, what's your favorite wine? The one that's in currently in my yeah. glass? Yeah, yeah. Well, this has been great, you guys. Thank you very much. <laughs> this um, has really been great. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for giving us an opportunity to talk about the Alliance and get to know Nicole. She's really, really awesome, and I'm excited for our future. Yeah, anyone Thank that you. doesn't know Nicole, how is there a way that they can 
reach out to you specifically and have a one-on-one conversation or even over Zoom or Definitely. just a phone call? Just as, you know, I know a lot of people knew Maureen, but maybe don't necessarily... Oh, yeah. um, know much about yeah, you. And- definitely. So the, probably the easiest just because it's memorable is SonomaValleyWine.com and you'll see on there there's a, you know, contact us, there's staff. So I actually have my direct email right on there. Mm-hmm. It's just Nicole at, super easy to remember, SonomaValleyWine.com. Um, but uh, yeah, that's the easiest. Just go th- go right on there and find me and I'll, we're a small staff, so I check all the emails. So, I mean, <laughs> the main inbox, you know, go info at social media, ping right. us with a message. Right. Probably, like, yeah, one of two people who check those. Yeah, so. it'll be great once we're up and running at the Mazenavi House. Like, yes. to have a, to have a, a location also so, like, well located is really mm-hmm. awesome. Do you right. guys know where that is? I don't. Oh. I do. Yeah, yeah it's, okay. the, it's right by Depot Park on, okay. the, on the east, it's on like the east first, home. across from the Vintage House. Okay. Um, it, it is owned by it's owned by the city actually but leased by the Sonoma League for Historic Preservation so it's this really cool coupling of two nonprofits. like how do we help each other so so um, yes we're in the carriage house which is absolutely beautiful it's in a garden so there's a great outdoor sitting area that we share and roses and fruit trees we will be fully moved in in a few weeks and give us some time to make things look pretty. <laughs> but yes, we'll be there. And so I'll start coming by and uh, we can start yeah, um, the gossiping. Gossip. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Tuesdays at 12. Yeah, I need to get back to the gossip. <laughs> and it's right off the square. So if you're missing, you can't, just can't find your local map, even though I know the Chamber and Visitors Bureau uh, right. carry our map, which is a beautiful layout of the valley. And it's on the All website, the too. You can print out as a PDF, but we'll be there with extras. Cool. And, and we look forward to uh, Signature Sonoma coming back. And, yeah, um, April. Uh, yeah, April. You guys start making your plans. Um, I don't know if we'll actually get Podcast of Palooza together by then, but we will definitely do something um, if any of our listeners um, are out for Signature Sonoma. Hmm. Um, and awesome. Include it with the yeah. vintners and growers, hopefully. Awesome. We'd love to be a part of it. Absolutely. I don't think we can afford to be members at this point, because, um, but... We'll, we'll we'll be advocates. Oh, I love it for sure. Bart and I always have ideas. We want to do a Chenin Blanc um, symposium mm, too at the Fairmont yes. um, of local uh, yes. Chenin Blanc growers. So I love yeah. Chenin Blanc. Uh, yeah, and so most important question: Gaucho or Trojan? Trojan. Oh. Ah. I had to think. <laughs> <laughs> Another off um, camera high five. All right. Thanks, I mean, guys. Brian, it's the big house. You know, I mean. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. All right, guys. We appreciate you listening. We'll look forward to talking to you next week. Next week, uh, so we had to miss a show last week. Um, We were going to have Tony on, uh, Tony Biagi, but we will try and reschedule that. And I know we have um, um, someone scheduled for next week. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, I think it's always a moving target. (laughs) Okay. We'll be back next week, that's for sure. Right. Thank you both very much. Thank you. Thank you.